This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. HawkeyeInsider.com, Swarmcast, David Eichholt, Sean Bach reacting to Iowa landing a big-time prospect last night from Naples, Florida. Four-star running back Kendrick Raphael, who was fresh off an official visit to Iowa this weekend. Sean, we knew NC State had a little bit of buzz coming in the weekend, but Iowa, I still think, was right on their tails. Uh, But I think you and I both would have said the slight edge probably to NC State just based on familiarity. But, you know, Liddell Betts, we'll get into this in a little bit, but Liddell Betts, I think you have to be incredibly impressed with the job he's done recruiting-wise. Because remember, he's never had a college football coaching job before he got hired at Iowa. And for him to go down in Florida, obviously he has some connections there while he was a high school coach down there. I think he's been crushing on the recruiting trail and getting guys like uh, Jazion Patterson, Caleb, you know, Caleb Johnson, and now landing Ken, uh, Raphael. He, he's done a pretty, pretty dang good job, I think, for the Hawkeyes. And I think Kirk Ferentz and company have to be thrilled with him. Yeah, and, you know, there was obviously some concern from those on the outside with Betts and, you know, not having that that college background. But like you said, Dave, he has done a really good job when it comes to recruiting. And, you know, maybe that's selling Iowa's approach. I mean, obviously with the way Iowa likes to run, there's – there's a lot of intrigue there, more of a one-back system with the tight or with the fullback, you know, leading the way. Obviously, you got tight ends that make it a priority with blocking too. So, you know, that in itself is really impressive. And then you have a guy like Betts with an NFL background, which I think has really appealed to recruits. I know when I've talked to, you know, Caleb Johnson or Jazzy Patterson or even Kendrick Rayfield, they've mentioned one of the main things with Betts is, you know, his background as an NFL guy. You know, he he knows what it takes to get to the NFL knows what it takes to have a really successful career at Iowa. Um, you know, just a lot of things that you are looking for when you're looking for a future running backs coach. Obviously, you know, the experience may not be there per, you know, some, you know, compared to some other running back coaches that, you know, these guys are looking at. But I think really what he has um, and, you know, what he's able to offer some of these guys is something that, you know, is really hard to pass up and, you know, especially with a program that values the run game as much as Iowa. And, you know, another approach, too, that, you know, Iowa can go with is this offensive line class is potential to be really good. Yeah. Obviously, Iowa is a top contender for Southeast Pole, five-star Caden Proctor. Um, you know, they have a really good center already committed, Leighton Jones. They have a number of young guys already in the program. Um, you know, there's Christopher Tarek, uh, you know, Logan Holland, um, Trevor Lauk, you know, Trevor Burr. There's a number of guys that Iowa's in a really good spot with that, you know, they haven't necessarily landed yet, but the staff could say, hey, you know, if we get these guys, you know, they're going to be able to block for you and they're going to be able to produce for you. And, you know, that's something that you really, really is, you know, valuable, I think, too. You know, I think that's one of the things that goes under under the radar is Iowa's able to sell, you know, the offensive line, the type of guys that they have. Um, in order to really be successful, you know, with these running backs. And, you know, a, a little bit about Rayfield, too. Obviously, his speed stands out. Um, I don't have his exact track numbers, but, you know, talking to a couple sources and obviously people in the Iowa program as well, that speed is really the one thing that they like about him the most. You know, obviously runs the option with his, off- with his high school team, 
So he's not really able to get out and, you know, kind of do those, those certain things that he will at Iowa. But, you know, there's, there's just so much speed with what he can do. He can read, he can read the defense as well. Um, knows how to get into the crease and, you know, make moves and make guys miss, you know, he's, there's a lot of, you know, fantastic ability that he has on the football field, obviously can get bigger in the lower half, but, you know, his traits are something that can really complement well with guys like Caleb Johnson, Jazzy and Patterson from the 2022 class. I think it's interesting too, Sean, that, you know, I think you and I talked off there a little bit about this, but Iowa really just doing a good job scouting these guys. I know Rayfield is pre, you know, he's a four-star prospect, 24 seven sports, but going from an option system and really, you know, with, with the way Iowa runs their outside zone scheme with the way Iowa's pro style system runs, it's very intriguing that they are, they did go after uh, an option ca- caliber running back and that, that the interest was, you know, mutual because a lot of those guys want to stick with a the system they're familiar with. But I do think that Rayfield sees, Hey, you know, Iowa system uh, that's what he he'd run at the NFL level. And I think that's why Iowa's appeal to some degree on offense is very, very good. Again, I know Iowa hasn't done the best job of generating skill position players to go into the NFL, but again, I, I think that they see the potential there. Obviously, Kirk's very highly respected among NFL guys, and like you said, Liddell's NFL experience, I don't think can be understated. I think, obviously, that's played a huge part in it, because I do think, you know, going back to Derek Foster, I thought Derek Foster really did a good job of recruiting as well. But I know, you know, more times off than not, Iowa was probably the bridesmaid instead of the bride. Right. So, you know, outside Tyler Goodson, Tyler Goodson was obviously a huge win at the time too, but I think Liddell has done a great job of establishing himself. And I think more importantly, Sean, I was trying to get back into Florida and that's how Iowa takes the next step. You get those big time four-star caliber players out of Florida, because, you know, maybe this is just me, Sean, all four stars are not created equally. They're not. I think a lot of them are very talented. Obviously, it's impossible to get the perfect metrics or the perfect ranking, but I think there's a little bit more weight when you get a four-star from Florida rather than a four-star from another state. So getting Rayfield in, in, in the class and saying, hey, big-time playmaker out of Florida who SEC, ACC schools, I still think are going to probably go after him after he has a big uh, – what I think will be a big senior season – uh, it, it's a good thing for, for Iowa to continue to land those prospects. They need to get back down to Texas. They need to get into Georgia and they need to get into Florida as great as all these Midwest guys are. How you create a national brand and win championships is by recruiting all around the country. And there's no doubt that the talent in the South is pretty insane. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned getting into Florida. Obviously they have a couple of guys from the sunshine state coming up. Zachary Toby, um, three-star defensive back. Um, you know, an Abdul Hodge connection. He's coming up. I think North Carolina, UCF, Illinois, and Boston College are the main ones there. Um, you have Bo Masco, another Florida defensive back who I think has a lot of, you know, intriguing upside. Once again, another another Abdul Hodge connection as well. And, you know, when they brought bets on staff, obviously they wanted to get back into Florida and, you know, get some of those guys. But I mean, it's the same deal with, with Hodge as well, getting some of these guys from Florida, not necessarily you know, tight ends, but getting those certain Florida connections. I mean, you look at, you look at, I mean, just as an example, when coaches go on the road, they see these guys, but they also have more eyes than just, you know, the position that they're looking at for, you know, example, Jerron Tibbs came up to Iowa in the, I think it was January or March for a junior day visit. I believe it was March uh, for a junior day visit. 
And, you know, a couple weeks later, you know, Calvin Bell was at Indianapolis Cathedral looking at Kendrick Gilbert and, you know, laid his eyes on Tibbs and um, said, hey, like, you know, you're exactly what our wide receiver coach is looking for. You know, there's there's valuable things like that. And, you know, that's like with Hodge going into Florida and knowing these types of defensive backs and, you know, showing them to Phil Parker and being like, hey, like this guy could be really a guy that you'd like. And that's kind of what what these coaches do. You know, they work together. Obviously, they're focused on their position group, but they also work together to make sure that they're getting these guys and, you know, getting as many eyes as possible on these guys. So, you know, that's a really valuable tool going into Florida, you know, not just having those evaluations, but, you know, having those connections and being able to, you know, seek out some of these guys that you could see as steals, you know. I don't think Iowa gets Jazzy and Patterson if it's not for Liddell Betts. And obviously, you know, we don't really know what Patterson's going to be like yet. But, you know, I think based on what his senior year was like and, you know, some of the schools that pursued him after he he committed to Iowa, you know, I think there's a reason to believe that he's going to be successful in Iowa City in in some regard. So, you know, like I said, Florida, very important state to get into. Obviously, a lot of talents come from there and, you know, the Southeast in general, you know, Dane Belton played three years at Iowa. Tyler Goodson played three years at Iowa. What's what's the one thing in common with them? They're both from the Southeast. Obviously, you know, maybe that's not. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Um, you know, a great, a great, uh, metaphor to use a great comparison to use, but you know, the Southeast just kind of breeds different guys down there. Yeah. You know, obviously the talent, the town in the Midwest is, is growing too, but you know, the Southeast is just, there's a, there's a larger crop of guys down there that, you know, may not be pursued by the bigger schools, but you know, they're just as talented, if not, you know, have the same potential to make a, to make a really successful career and really impact your team in a positive way. Yeah, no, no doubt. I think you summed that pretty well, Sean. I think also you talk about Jazzy on Patterson. Patterson, I mean, look, Iowa, I don't want to say Iowa lucked out in that regard, landing him, because that I think that's the wrong phrase, but it's like, how else do you really say it? Because his recruitment was very interesting. I mean, that's a guy who earned a lot of early offers. There were some COVID, COVID, he was really concerned about COVID. He put on some bad weight, I think his sophomore, junior year, you know, and then really tore it up his senior season. But this is a guy that, like you said, there are some other big time schools that came after him uh, later on. And it takes nothing away from Iowa being able to land him. Because again, I think you talk about a potential quote unquote steal. I mean, he could be a steal of the class. I mean, it's kind of crazy when you look at Iowa's 2022 class. I mean, how many times have we said that about a guy, right? I mean, there's four or five guys that you look at and you're like, yeah, he could be the steal. Obviously I've been on Cohen Entringer. I think he, I think he's going to end up being the biggest steal in Iowa's class. Uh, but you could say the same thing about Jazzy on Patterson. But again, I think Iowa did a great job in, you know, in landing Rayfield. I think it's a big addition. I think Iowa's running back room is looking very, very sharp right now. And I think it's a total, almost a change from a couple of years ago, because obviously Iowa landed Gavin Williams and landed Tyler Goodson. I mean, like they've gotten guys like LaShawn Williams, right? I mean, they're both going to be big contributors this season. But now I think you're feeling better about the consistency of the running back recruiting. I think you're more, I think you're happier about the depth, more importantly, uh, with Iowa over the next couple of years. But, you know, Sean, to kind of 
wrap this up a little bit, dive into some tidbits from this weekend. Obviously, Iowa's first quote-unquote big but small official visit weekend, right? I think the big one's going to be in a couple weeks when when a lot of top names come to town the weekend of June 24th. And Iowa typically goes, that's the weekend they go all, all out. And I think that's when you and I are expecting at least a couple of commitments from, from that next weekend. But again, I think Iowa did a good job this weekend. Uh, I'll just let you kind of fire away with what you want to share, because I think, uh, again, Iowa may have some ground for sure. Yeah. I mean, Nolan Ray mentioned him earlier. I think Stanford's going to be the one to watch there. Maryland's involved, but you know, Iowa did a good job, obviously be interested to see what happens with Rayfield on board. Um, Cade McIntyre linebacker out of Nebraska committed to Oklahoma. That was one that seemed to be coming, um, you know, once the Sooners offer. And then Will Held, defensive end from Carmel, Indiana. Um, you know, it's Iowa and Purdue right now, and a decision will probably come in the next couple of weeks. And, you know, there's a lot of things going for Purdue in this recruitment. You know, being an in-state kid, one of his best friends committed to Boilermakers. His head coach is a Purdue guy. Um, you know, it's it's close to home or at least closer to home. But, you know, Iowa made a really good impression on the official visit as well. And, you know, it's one that hard, kind of hard to get a read on. But, you know, there's there's potential for him to be a Hawkeye. But, you know, Purdue is going to be going to be an interesting battle there. Um, and then there's really not anyone coming up for an official visit until next Monday. Um, and Zachary Toby or Zachary Tobe, I already say his name, a three-star defensive back from Florida, which you mentioned. And, yeah, I mean, you know, as I, as we talked about before, Dave, and, you know, as I've hinted about, you know, on that on the uh, on our message boards, June 24th, 26th, could get a lot bigger in the next couple of weeks. Obviously, a number of guys have, you know, committed elsewhere. Um, two that come to mind right now, Cooper Ebel and Jameson Patton, two in-state guys that ended up committing to Iowa State. And then you have Kai Black as well. Uh, the three-star wide receiver from Urbandale who ended up going to Iowa State. Those were guys that kind of seemed to be trending towards Iowa State for a while. Obviously, with Cooper, it was one recruitment that was pretty back and forth for the time being, but Iowa was able to – or Iowa State was able to get them. But, you know, you look at this at this linebacker class now, and, um, you know, you have two committed in Ben Keeter and Aiden Hall. And then, in you know, this upcoming weekend, you got Asa Newsom who – and, you know, I'm not sure if Hayden Moore is going to visit yet because I think Iowa State and Colorado might be the two there to watch. But, you know, if Hayden Moore ends up not visiting, Asa Newsom becomes that much more important because I think with Newsom, you're talking about a really high upside guy that could potentially be an NFL guy with his athleticism, with his background. I think there's a lot of intrigue there. And, you know, wherever he ends up, he's going to be in a really good position to potentially make it to the league one day. I love what he brings to the table. So, you know, he's kind of one name that has been a little, you know, pretty wide open, obviously Stanford and Minnesota there. But, you know, I think Iowa, he becomes that much more important. You know, we talked about some of the defensive backs, the offensive line. I think that'll be really fascinating to see who kind of pops that weekend. Um, tight end, you know, there's a lot of buzz with Miami for Jackson Carver. So the attention is going to turn to Zach Ortworth and, um, you know, George Byrne and potentially if Iowa offers another guy. And then you got two X wide receivers and, uh, Andre Davis and Jerron Tibbs that are coming as well. And those are two guys that Iowa really likes. Be interested to see if Iowa can kind of, you know, go there a little bit and see if they can kind of seal that deal with Purdue coming in with an offer for Tibbs. So, you know, that's that's only part of it right now is in terms of, you know, intel and updates. Obviously, I think there's – I know there's going to be a lot more to come. And, you know, if you're subscribed to HawkeyeInsider.com, you know that there is – there's more going on behind the scenes too. And yeah. there's a lot of – you know, a lot of talk on our message boards, a lot of talk from me, a lot of intel, everything. 
on everything going on. So be sure to uh, take advantage of, you know, what we got going on because it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun month. I think, you know, a lot of people are, were pretty stressed out after last June, but I think this June, you know, it already started to be more fruitful with the, with the commitment of Ray Fuel, who's a four star guy in the 24 seven sports composite. And, you know, I think that June 24, 26 weekend is going to be really, really key in getting this class in the right place. Rayfield, I believe, is also Iowa's highest rated composite commit in the twenty uh, in the in the twenty twenty three class as well. And, you know, I'll talk about Will Held really quick, Sean. I think Iowa fans need a victory over Purdue in some regard after everything that's going to happen. So I know uh, people will probably be paying pretty close attention to that. But no, I mean, like Sean said, there's so much information, so much stuff going on behind the scenes. Uh, you know, I, I we've said this too, and I'll, I'll I'll sum it up with this. I know. Iowa had a really, I don't want to say bad last June, Sean, but it was definitely, I think, underwhelming. But I also think that you still have to give the staff credit because just on paper and the way the class finished last year, I think you could argue that Iowa ended up getting higher higher quality guys for its system later on in the process than they would have gotten in June. Obviously, we'll see how everybody's college careers pan out, but I think Iowa fans should be very happy with the way that recruiting class ended. And I think, you know, yes, Kirk's getting older, yada, 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 but man, they are recruiting at a higher level. And I think that's why you you continue to see the higher level of success more consistently, Iowa being ranked uh, in the AP poll, final AP poll for the last four seasons. So it, it'll be interesting to see how, uh, how everything sort of sums up. But again, HawkeyeInsider.com, be sure to follow us on Twitter at David Eichel, at SBOC247, and at Hawkeyes on 24-7. And again, it's going to be a very, very fun month and uh, you'll have to stay tuned.